<laughs> uh, you have the under. You're only hurting yourself. I know. This is bad. Uh. Beep. Howdy. It's... Oh, my God, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the, the car horn in the back? That's good. <laughs> you need to handle it yourself. Howdy, it's Wednesday, October 14th, 2020, and this is episode 135 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? What's good is that we're back. We are back. Totally unintentional hiatus. Quite a long hiatus of just, I don't know, ridiculous things happening to the both of us, and we just haven't been able to make it happen in the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, this is like, what, our fourth attempt at this? Yeah, it's, it's been <laughs> it's been quite a lot. I don't think this is going to become a regular thing. Uh, hopefully not. This is a one-off occurrence, I promise. Four weeks from now, we'll be saying the same thing. Do you know what else is good? My Borgata offers that I sent a picture of you of oh, yeah. to you today. Seven days a week, three nights a three three nights a week, seven seven days a week. As I said, Christmas at Borgata. You can't be with family. That's dangerous. You should go to the casino. Yes, I think that's just science. I think Doctor Fauci said that's what you should do. So, so realistically, Craig, realistically, when are we going to Atlantic City? I have no clue. Like, February? Oh, man. That's May? Painful. Brutal. <laughs> these, these are, this is just making me sad. Like, the situation's not going to be tangibly different. Yeah. For, like, nine months or something. Yeah, everybody else has to go and send us their trip reports and stuff so we can live vicariously through you as we are, you know, over here clutching our pearls. Not clutching our pearls, that's not the right... No, I think that's, that's okay. it's close. It's it's adjacent. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably more up for it than you, but yeah, maybe. such is such is the way of life. I've been really like just thinking constantly about AC trips and and Vegas trips and what it would mean to be away from the kids for like two nights <laughs> because for it's been seven months. Two 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 minutes. Yeah, I mean, my kids are in school. And daycare. So I do get that time. It's work time, but it's better than work time when the kids were at home. Yes. But yeah, no, I need I need a weekend away. I need time. In the city on the Atlantic. Yeah. So it's my birthday next week. And my mm-hmm. brother was like, you should take the day off, figure out what it is that you would want to do with your time if you just have seven hours of no kid time. And I was like, obviously, rent a car, drive to Atlantic City. Walk up and down the boardwalk. Don't go into any casinos or anything. Hop right back in the car and drive home. Just to say I was there. Eat outside somewhere, outdoor dining. Yeah. Should do it. That's definitely worth like five and a half hours of driving, I think. Yeah. And re- and the price of a car rental. Come on, Craig. What, are you peer pressuring me into something? What's going on? Yeah, let's do it. I'll meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an even longer drive for you. You wouldn't even get there and you'd have to turn right around and go home. That's fine. You'd get to the Wawa that you go to and that's, on that's Black good, Horse that's Pike good or whatever for me. it is. And yeah, that, you'd be turning like, right around. I've short-circuited my brain, so I get all the endorphins I need Like if, once I get to that Wawa. So there's yeah, no reason true. to continue the trip at that point. The trip, you just can imagine the trip. Like it, yes. You just go into like autopilot, and the whole trip just happens in your brain. Indeed. But judging by all the offers I'm getting, it seems like we are not the only ones not going to Atlantic City. My which, offers are getting worse. Oh, really? My authors are legitimately incredible at 
I get seven nights a week, I think, at basically every casino. Wow. No, I, my offers are bad. Ocean has downgraded me to, like, Monday through Thursday. Oh, my God, Craig. I know, right? How have you done? Ocean? Ocean's doing well. Yeah. Craig, I'm disappointed in you. It's not me. It's Ocean. They're doing extremely no, well. No. It has nothing to do with their perception of me you could, as a player. You could, tell, you could tell yourself that if you want, but... It is sad. It's funny because, like, I get the mailers for, like, a, through October 30th, and it's like, I'm obviously not going before October 30th, but I'm still disappointed. Oh, yeah. Even if you're not planning on taking it up. But, you know, it's good to feel wanted. That's true. Well, anyway, what happened in 1935? The Club Harlem opened at 32 North Kentucky Avenue, which is now an empty lot. It's, like, out, sort of out from the Orange Loop, which we'll talk mm-hmm. more about later. Uh, so it was really like one of the premier, if not the premier club in Atlantic City for live music, live entertainment, focusing mainly on African-American acts. But uh, the article I'll link to at the Atlantic City Experience talked a little bit about how it was not just like an African-American venue. It was like very popular for white, well-to-do audiences. Um, kind of interesting. It was around for 50 plus years. Really seems like it was one of the main social centers or cultural centers in Atlantic City and eventually ended up sort of going under and, and getting demolished in the 90s. So nice long run for, for any entertainment venue. And now it's a parking lot like so many other things in Atlantic City. Sounds right. Thoughts on the Club Harlem? I don't think nope. I keep calling it the Club Harlem. It's just Club Harlem. There's no the. I would be getting docked points in my journalism school for this. <laughs> Good thing you're not in journalism school anymore. As Craig said, I mean, I think the whole Kentucky Avenue was a, a very, very famous place. And, you know, let's say the 50s and 60s, I think, in the black community, especially. But, uh, yeah, it was very well known. Well, now it's that's it's like a block out from the GameStop. So if you've ever gone down. Oh, I've, I've been to that CVS right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked to that CVS because I forgot toothpaste. And it was it was questionable. The other thing that happened monopoly was first published by parker brothers and i don't have too much to say about it i'll link to an article in the seattle times oddly enough (laughs) that focuses on its atlantic city origins but one of the interesting things i found is that the original really original version of the game was not based in atlantic city it was like built by some quakers yeah created by some some quakers as a way to talk about the ills of of monopoly and teach the poor uneducated not wealthy people about how they're being taken advantage of and then it got passed around i think mostly in the quaker communities and it would be adapted to different places like you know indiana and eventually got to atlantic city uh and that is the version that got sold to parker brothers and eventually published in in 1935 so that's how you have things like the boardwalk in park place and misspelled marvin gardens and the orange loop did you know before we get into the actual agenda some other big piece of news is going to come out tomorrow tomorrow the data the data the september our data. bet our bet will be decided tomorrow yeah i know i really thought when we first well when we delayed for like the third time i was like well we'll at least have the data because it'll come out on tuesday but no with the holiday it got shifted all the way to thursday i know terrible terrible clearly the division of gaming enforcement does not care about two for a win the atlantic city and casino biz podcast what someone really needs to do if they work there is just leak the data to us just for no reason just like because they they, it says they got the data on uh monday of this week or something so how do they not care about us enough how how are we not on the radar of every legislator in new jersey is really what i'm wondering not enough bribes that's how you get on the radar that's oh that's definitely true yeah 
Nucky would be very disappointed in us, really, I think. So, to stop burying the lead, the whole reason you're all here is because you want to hear us talk about Vegas Tripping, the podcast. It is back online, uh, which does not mean that they're making new episodes because they're not. But the uh, the old episodes, which were taken down for, well, I don't know, quite a while. It's been down, right? <laughs> Years. Yeah. They are back up. Um, I know I've personally talked about how Chuck Monster in specific, but Vegas Tripping and Vegas Gang, which I think still is up, right? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, they were really the things to get me into, I guess, the gaming business and, and this sort of thing. And it was a big reason why. I mean, probably the reason why that we, we started this podcast. So Stop listening to this right now. Go to the link in the show notes that has all of them and and just pick a random one that seems interesting and start listening. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but to me, like the combination of, of Vegas gang and Vegas stripping, which had a lot of overlap in cast or hosts or whatever you want to call them it was sort of the capturing vegas gang was very much focused on the business side and then vegas tripping just did an unbelievable job of capturing the feel of vegas and like having people talk about what what it is that they loved about vegas and and why it was interesting in a way that's pretty timeless or pretty evergreen so you can go back and listen to them now and not feel like oh they're talking about some restaurant that opened in the Imperial Palace or something, you know, something that doesn't even exist. Like the, the episodes are still really good. I've sort of gone back as, as the mood hits and listened to like 10 minutes here and there of random different episodes. And it still definitely like holds up and doesn't feel like you're listening to old stuff. The only thing, and, and I haven't listened to, to it since it's been re-released, but just based on my memory, I'd say earlier episodes might be somewhat better than later episodes because I think Chuck starts getting very, very jaded <laughs> towards the end of, of the run. But, uh, you know, that, that's based on several-year-old memory. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I think there are a bunch of, like, really long recorded episodes in there that you can probably oh. just skip, like the, the trippies. And, and yeah, the, the trippies are always, like, seven hours. It's, like, two, <laughs> three-and-a-half-hour episodes. Yeah, so so this is only going to be up for a limited time. It was crazy to see Vegas Tripping and Chuck Monster come out of sort of hiding on Twitter for, for a very brief time. To post this, uh, and he said that we should all be thanking Han for badgering him until he did it, so... Han cements his status as a podcast legend by getting <laughs> Vegas tripping back up. Indeed. Han, the star of Macau tripping. Yeah, that you guessed it on, guest starred on for, for one episode. I did, I did. That's, that true. makes the full connection to do for a win. <laughs> uh, and then just personally, Justin W., I think as soon as this got tweeted, sent me a message on Facebook like, did you see Vegas trippings? <laughs> <laughs> so I was very excited. I immediately yes. downloaded them all. So I have them even for when they get taken down again. I need to do that. I should do that. I'll do it tonight. Episode one, they're already talking about Resorts World. And that <laughs> and is still It's getting close, done. right? Getting close. Yeah, getting it's close. getting close. New renderings today came out. Ooh. So it just came out that Caesars is selling the Bally's name to Twin River. So Twin River released a press release that says it can rebrand virtually all of its portfolio properties under the Bally's name and logo, but it does allow Caesars to continue using the Bally's name at Bally's Las Vegas, though I believe that there's speculation that means they're probably going to be trying to get rid of that as well. Any thoughts? Or Yeah, the, the Las Vegas Review Journal article I'll link to, I'm pretty sure the headline, if not the headline, then definitely the lead, <laughs> talks about how this is sort of indicating or creates speculation that they are going to try to sell Bally's, but then most of the article is talking about how 
what Twin River is going to do with the name and, and the fact that Caesar is still allowed to keep using the Bally's name at Bally's Las Vegas in perpetuity. So they don't have to sell it just because of this, or they don't have to change the name of it just because of this. But I don't know what it means. You know, if they sell Bally's, presumably that may not carry over. I would assume that doesn't carry over, but I don't know. I'm sort of conflicted on this, like Bally's, you know, long live Bally's. Although I was sort of looking forward to a change there <laughs> and to see what they did with it. And so if the branding's just going to stay the same, that makes me a little... Anytime there's a chance to revive like an old classic name like this, though, I get a little bit excited because, you know, the Bally's name has kind of been dragged through the mud a bit with the state of, and, uh, you know, I have to caveat this with I haven't been to Las Vegas in seven years now or something, but, uh, you know, Bally's Vegas was never the nicest. Bally's Atlantic City is obviously horrible, so... Yeah, I mean, I think people say they really like Bally's, what they've done with Bally's Vegas. Just and that's what the... I've heard, too, but... Certainly, at least in the time when I was going to Vegas, Bally's was a shithole. I think Caesar seems hyper aware of of what the ranking of their casino names are, like the brands are. Because I remember they were going to name Baltimore was going to be Harris Baltimore, right? And then they were like, no, it's going to be higher tier. It's going to be Horseshoe. And I was like, nobody has any idea where those two fit in your hierarchy. But anyways... Bally's, I would guess, is the lowest. Really. It's like way down there. Yes, I, th- I think so. So it's, it's, it is kind of funny that they're buying this Bally's name and, and they're going to rebrand as Bally's. But it's not like they're buying the Caesar's name that is this brand name that everybody really has a high esteem for, despite maybe not deserving it currently, in my own personal opinion. <laughs> but, but Bally's... Not in, Atl- not in Atlantic City, anyway. I'm also not a huge fan of Caesar's Vegas, but Bally's, I think... 20 years ago was a very well-known name both in casino gaming and beyond and i don't know if that's true anymore but it's certainly bigger than twin river so so if they're just going for name recognition i guess that's a a move in the right direction it kind of makes sense for for both parties i mean twin river they get a name that people will know and caesars they get to get rid of a junky piece of property and raise a little bit of money a junky piece of uh ip it would be kind of cool. Like the Bally's name in general is like almost disappearing from everything. I mean, from fitness clubs to slot machines to, to casinos. And so it, it would be kind of cool if this brings it back to a national chain. You know, I don't know how big Twin Rivers ambitions are to, to go fully national, but that'd be kind of cool. Yep. What other name do they need? Does somebody need to bring back and restore to prominence? Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't, uh, the Sands. <laughs> no, I think the Sands can can stay dead <laughs> yeah i mean the sands obviously still very much exists as an entity but they own yes las vegas sands venetian and palazzo and and lots of mm-hmm. things that aren't called sands so i don't know that, that's a really good question trump taj mahal <laughs> trump trump plaza i mean as far as like big brand i mean not the hilton casinos but yeah as far as big brand names i can't think of anything that's like the golden nugget oh wait yeah <laughs> imperial palace man come on oh you love the IP. obviously i do i do or whatever it was called after that the, the quad the quad yes bring oh. back the quad <laughs> finally bring back restore the quad to its prideful origins bring back hard rock las vegas whatever it's called now the virgin yes anyway i i don't know i'll i'll think about it Come come back to me next episode. I'll I'll have a good answer for you, maybe. I won't remember to do that. Yeah. Bring back Binions, even though it still exists, but oh, it's but a shell of its former self. That's a good... That's not a bad choice. Yeah. 
There's probably a bunch of stuff in Reno, if you just looked at the list of Reno casinos that were part of national chains that still have that name in Reno. Circus Circus, man. There was a Circus Circus in Reno, right? Is there? I've never been. I've been to Carson City, which is like, you know, 10 minutes away, but I've never been to Reno. I will say, I mean, I I do have to say of all the like, you know, really well-known places, I feel like Binion's is the one that was, you know, in the absolute highest esteem in Las Vegas sort of 20, 30 years ago and is pretty much of the lowest esteem now in Las Vegas. So that's that's always sad to see. I mean, to some level, I think, you know, I I really like the Harris name too, and it's not like Binion's, but, uh, you know, I thought Bill Harris did some you know, he's an important guy in the history of gaming, and it's not like Caesars is really, like, covering that name in glory right now. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Although, you know, there's certainly both Harris Vegas and Harris AC have plenty of fans, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly you know that I love Harris Vegas, so. I do know that. I can't quite understand it, but I know it. And everyone who loves Ogling, underage girls, loves Harris AC. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone loves Harris AC. Uh, so the finalization of the actual property sale has been delayed, the, the sale of the Bally's to Twin River, because the Casino Control Commission canceled their October meeting. So what do you have to say about this, Craig? Yeah, I'll link to the David Danza's article. Seems a little odd that something this big would get held up this way. I mean, they say the reason is that there's not enough stuff on the agenda, but I feel like... Yeah, there's a, if there's a big thing on the agenda, you know... They need to be more professional than the Do For A Win podcast, and right. they are not meeting that bar right now. <laughs> yeah, we can cancel a podcast because the only thing on the agenda is... I don't even remember what the only thing on the agenda was. This. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're like the Titans. They all have COVID or whatever they have to postpone. <laughs> I mean, that's what I assumed when I saw that it was that's, delayed. I was like, somebody has COVID. Yeah. But no, they're just like, mm, we don't have anything to talk about except this property. One of the nine properties in Atlantic City is being sold. And we can't be bothered. Yeah. They could spe- schedule a special meeting at some point to, to vote on this, but I don't know why they'd do that if they couldn't just do the regular meeting <laughs> with this item on the agenda. No, I, I agree. It's it's ridiculous. I'm assuming if there was a lot of urgency from Twin River, they would really be pushing for that. So I don't I, know. I, I would assume so too, but still. I mean... It's a little weird. Act like a professional. Take yeah. job. <laughs> so... Anyway, probably the real big news of of this episode is that, uh, unfortunately, we got word that the Budokan and the Continental, which have been closed since March, are not going to be reopening. So they're now closed permanently, leaving basically nothing open in the playground, as far as I know. It's sugar. It's going to be... It's it's sugar and Suzai, I guess. I don't know. Is Suzai even open now? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Suzai Phillips. They were Phillips. both up there. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the status it can't, is. It can't be too long for either of them though right? i would think i mean you can't be the only restaurant up on that <sighs> third floor it's brutal for a lot of reasons i mean i really it's I, un- I, unbelievable i mean it's just yeah yeah i mean my first thought was like that really sucks because i liked the continental a lot i mean i chose it for the best of yeah I, at one I, point i it was very good i think for a while i was saying you know if somebody asked me what one restaurant do i have to go to it's my first time in ac i would have said continental because of just the location and sort of the ambiance and it is it was very good food you are out over the ocean looking back at the casinos and just at nighttime that is extremely cool so to lose that sucks and and budokan was extremely well reviewed although i think i don't remember what your review was i don't think it was as glowing as the it was reviews were fine it was not as good as i was hoping it to be it was the first and last to this point time i've been to budokan and yeah. i had higher hopes than 
but it was perfectly decent. Yeah, I mean, I, I was also sad, though, because just the state of the playground is so dismal. and It's just depressing, right? You think back to the days where they had, like, the water show and, you know, just restaurants everywhere on the first couple floors and uh actual retail shops open in there and it's just it's hard to imagine like how this could have happened to that piece of property yeah i mean i know and i know it's been sort of in distress even before blatstein bought it but and really i think it was on the decline by the time i ever set foot in the place but i remember when i first walked into it i was like this is really nice like the water show the restaurants the stores it was very high-end stores at the time and and we used to go to the the Irish restaurant there, the Trinity the Irish Trinity, restaurant. Yeah. Every single trip, we you know, as we our budget maybe increased a little bit, we we started going to to Continental, or I don't know if it was in our budget, but our sort of willingness to have a longer sit down meal. You know, we we did Continental several times. Recently, the Continental and Budokan would have been the only, and maybe Suzai would have been the only reason to actually venture in beyond either getting. A, some bulk candy from its sugar or maybe getting a uh, wet willies frozen yeah daiquiri. that's the two things that are open right yeah. i mean everything you know even the 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 ones that were holding out you know there was like the apple store there was a starbucks you know that were that held out longer than most other things but they're all gone yeah i just i i can't imagine what the future is for for the playground like i can't does blatstein even have a vision for it anymore is he just basically looking to sell it i I don't know i mean it seems does does blatstein have a vision for anything (laughs) hey which get it speaking of why don't you get to the next piece of news we can wrap it all in together yeah blatstein has more plans you say he has no vision he wants to build a beach bar outside of the showboat i don't know what that sound was from my neck there (laughs) there was an episode where that kept happening to uh big joe on the far superior atlantic city podcast (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't call it an atlantic city podcast but yeah seven out I would call it far superior. Notice I did not say I wouldn't call it far superior. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, Blatstein has plans to build a beach bar outside of the show boat, which I don't know. I mean, he's got lots of other plans that he says he's going to do, like a water park and a casino. So I I don't know where this fits into all of that. But I feel like the Atlantic City Beach has a lot of beach bars, and it doesn't need so many beach bars and maybe that's wrong they so, probably all make so a lot of money many beach bars but it feels like there's just a lot yeah there's um there's definitely quite a few i mean certainly compared to a few years ago he has not been granted approval i should point that <laughs> and like nor should he be frankly because i mean they can grant him approval or not it doesn't matter because he's not going to do it although i must it must be said pure ac was open for at least two weekends that's true but not when we were there yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like a certain threshold. It's like, you know, Bart will try something out as long as it costs like $500 or less. Or basically, and building this beach <laughs> bar is going to be over that threshold, so it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, of course, Bart's people are saying this is going to bring in taxable revenue. I did like Council Vice President Mo Delgado's response expressing concern about Blatstein's ability to complete the project since they have not completed other projects. <laughs> right. Have literally done nothing with anything that they've owned. Yeah. So the peers, the peer shops, the playground. That's true. I mean, I, it just, it feels like another thing. And this is brought up in the article, a link to the David Danza's article in the press of AC. It does feel like he's building this package of things that he has approval to do so that he can sell it. Right. So, yeah. so that a potential buyer has all these things available to them. I don't know. Another thing that 
is not going to happen probably under the current regime. I mean, I guess the, the city should give it to him because it makes it more valuable, which makes it more likely he's going to sell it, which makes it more likely like anything's ever going to happen. But I don't know. It's just a, it's a terrible situation. That's a good point. I mean, it's certainly the most pragmatic way to look at it, right? It's, <laughs> like, just, it's, it's an awful situation. I mean, I, I think we were, I don't know if we were the first, but we were certainly very, very early in beating the Bart Blatstein is doing nothing drum. And it seems like it's, it's certainly played out. And I'm, I'm happy to see that basically everyone is on, on, on this train now. They've joined us. I don't know if somebody's going to bring the receipts on us and, and tell us that we're fools. And that's not actually the case. Because I, I do think early on we were sort of in the same boat as, I don't know if everyone else, but certainly the city and the CRDA. Oh, yeah. And thinking that Blatstein was, was the sane one and that, uh, that Straub, who, you know, seems like he's in a lot of trouble in Florida. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh no glenn straub certified scumbag not a good not a good person but uh like even when atlantic city sold blatstein the volleyball courts instead of straub even though straub gave them an offer that was twice as much money as blatst as uh yeah bart blatstein i mean i think i said and this was a long time ago like glenn straub is actually doing work on what was the rebel property then like blatstein has done nothing i don't know what he's done to deserve this and, you know, I want to make clear that Glenn Straub is a terrible human being. And, you know, that's certainly being true. And he's crazy. And, like, but, like, he was willing to invest some money in the city in a way that Bart Blatstein's not. Yep. And he's gone now, but he made money. He's, he's, he's gone now. Probably to jail. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know all the details. There is somebody yeah. who emails me, actually. I don't know if he has a Google alert set up for, for Glenn Straub, but <laughs> I do get an email every now and again about Glenn Straub's most recent, uh, legal troubles so yes it's yes. good to it's good to be updated so thank you for those emails so the, how about plans that you know are happening development that is improving the city <laughs> yeah the the orange loop our favorite it is it is very good just before we get into this to to put it into context sort of the difference between bart blatstein and all the money he's gotten versus you know the kind of shoestring budget that the orange loop people have have been using and trying to put together and i think our friends down at, at route 40 uh bill and eleanor have been banging this drum for forever that you know if crda actually wants to make a difference and revitalize atlantic city they need to be giving it to small business owners instead of large casino companies uh, but yeah, so David Danzis came out with an article outlining Orange Loop plans, including uh, Heyday Coffee. Uh, it's going to be coming back. Uh, the Shipping Container Hotel, it's still happening. I know we talked about that many episodes ago as as an idea. An additional live music venue planned near Bore. Is that how, how we've been saying it? I think so. We'll go with it. In addition to existing Anchor Rock Club, which is apparently a thing off the boardwalk by Ripley's Believe It or Not. And also maybe a marijuana dispensary because, you know, why not? Yeah, I, I didn't know about the Anchor Rock Club, which is open, or I was open before the, you know, the pandemic, just out from Ripley's, believe it yeah. or not, off the boardwalk. A place I, I walk by, you know, several times every trip there. I guess I just, you know, do not I have my, my eyes. Yeah. finger on the pulse of Atlantic City at all, <laughs> because I did not know that that was a thing. But independent music venue, so that's cool, and, and more entertainment. Uh, obviously, already existing in, in Orange Loop is uh, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, Rhythm and Spirits. The made chocolate bar. There's a yoga studio, which is, I think, the article says is, was the first thing to to move into there. Bure, as you mentioned, yeah. I mean, it, it's cool that Heyday is coming back. You know, the coffee shop that was at Iron Room is closed, so coming back and and giving a good coffee shop in that area. You know, my brother and I would walk over to whatever it was, whether when it was Heyday, we went there. When it was Iron Room, we went there and get a decent coffee and a breakfast sandwich. So that's it's good to have that option. 
The other interesting thing in the article, which I'll link to, obviously, I, I really like this article, uh, mainly because it was positive and about a part of Atlantic City that I really like, <laughs> um, but uh, is Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall said their profit was up 30% this summer. 30%. Yeah, I, saw, I saw that. I saw that when I read the article. That's It's hard to believe with COVID. Yeah. So doing takeout and outdoor business only, which I guess, you know, a huge percentage of their square footage is outside. <laughs> so they do have the advantage for that. But I mean, definitely indicates that there is there's an appetite for that. And there's sort of a shift toward the Orange Loop as as a destination. Because, it, I mean, we use the gambling revenue as sort of the, the hallmark or whatever you want to call it, the, the sort of main um, metric that we, that we look at to see how healthy Atlantic City is. And so for a restaurant and bar to be doing really well and to be improving when the situation for the casinos is, is not very good, like that's a great thing. And I also like really hammers home the point that you made, which is here's this sort of grassroots thing that's happening organically by small investors. That's not like, Hey, let's give millions of dollars of tax breaks to some giant developer who's going <laughs> to have some grand plan that may or may not get done. So cool to see at the very least. So what, when did Tennessee Avenue beer hall open? Did it open last year? Cause that number is almost, almost too good to believe. I mean, I know certainly we've gone, I think, the last two times we went to Atlantic City, though I think that's because you really like it. Like, I don't think it's a place I would go on my own, necessarily, but I feel like you dragged me there. <laughs> you love it, don't lie. Ah, the food's okay. Our bartender was very attractive last time, so it has that going for it. Well, it opened in, like, off-season in 2018. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, 2019 was its first summer. I gotcha. Ah. That good for them. I mean, certainly, yes, the Orange Loop, everything that's happening there, it is definitely a big positive for the city. The biggest positive for the city, that probably, that's really happening. Yeah, I like it. All right. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the delay. If you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our amazing content uh, and buy a shirt at doforwin.com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at doforwin or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions uh, to doforwin at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig, before we get to Boardwalk Empire? I don't think so. I just approved a Boardwalk Empire post today in the uh, Facebook I group. I saw that. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I don't think I actually clicked the like button, but I'm telling you on here that I yes. liked it. So that's, I, that's I, even I believe better. that. I'm in the same boat. Yes. That's <laughs> worth like 20 likes. It's actually probably worth like 0. 0.02 yeah, yeah, it's, likes. It's worth 0, 0, 0%. 0%. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess the plot is basically that uh, the Commodore has a stroke watching Jimmy's mom do a little dance, <laughs> which, you know, causes a lot of consternation among Jimmy and, and Eli. His mom's trying to put a, a brave face on it, but doesn't seem like things are going that well. And you also get to see Jimmy's mom beat the crap out of the <laughs> uh, incapacitated Commodore. Just very confused and making grunting sounds doing that whole thing. Yeah. You also get to see uh, Jimmy meet up with the nice Jewish butcher in Philadelphia to try oh, yeah. to sell the booze. Nucky's working with Rothstein to get his booze delivered in Philly, since apparently he cannot get it delivered in Atlantic City without the Coast Guard seizing it. And while Nucky was having a big birthday party for Mayor Bader with some ladies of the night from out of state, his lawyer had a, a genius plan to get his state charges rolled into federal charges 
by having the ladies uh, confess that Nucky's the one that brought them into state. So I guess moving ladies of the night across state lines is a federal crime. Now you know. So things are looking up for Nucky on that because he should be able to get the Harding administration to help him out uh, once once that happens. I don't know. What else happened? Nucky found the booze stash that the Commodore owned and, and blew it up. So that's a thing that happened. Yeah, that's true. Got to see a couple of the federal agents kind of, well, at least one of them caught fire. The other one is yeah. pretty much fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I if the federal that. agents, yeah, you know, really have, have kind of figured out that uh, what's his name is is crooked. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird because Van Alden, who's up and up and, and super pretentious about his righteousness and all that stuff is now the one being looked at by others as like oh you're you're up to no good which is obviously true yeah he did murder a man after all um we saw that margaret stashing a bunch of money oh yeah i wonder what she's up to you mentioned ed bader getting beaten with a stick on his birthday by a lady of the night oh that that was very good got to see uh the boxing champion come in as well oh yeah was it jack dempsey that sounds right yeah, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I, I believe it was. Made an appearance at Ed Bader's birthday party. My main takeaway from this episode was that I should eat more apple bread because Rothstein, who I trust is a very smart man, yes. said that it has... He, a, it binds it up. Yes. It, has a, it has a binding effect. <laughs> and uh, he said sound elimination is the basis of good health, Kyle. So I think... I mean, it's probably not totally wrong. I'm not following that at all, as we've discussed <laughs> at basically every Atlantic City trip. So I just need to get some apple bread... Bring it on the bus in my backpack, eat it the whole way down, and then I'll be set. I'll never he did have look an issue. Fairly unwell, though. Seemed like he was in some discomfort. It didn't seem like the apple bread was working too well. No, no, it needs some more sound elimination. Yeah. Well, Godspeed to him. Any other thoughts? Not really. I mean, I watched it a while ago because you know this this kept getting postponed. So I, I think that's basically it. Eli sure seemed right to be nervous about all the olds that he was getting yeah. into bed with. You know, I guess uh, Jimmy's mom has that effect on people. That's a good point. Did you, did you have a stroke, Craig? I know you were the number one fan of Jimmy's mom. <laughs> I was going to make a really bad joke, but I don't know if I want to go there. I was going to say That's... I had mul- multiple strokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in there now. Can't take it back. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. This will be only in the director's cut version of this episode. <laughs> you need to pay extra for that. Yeah, this is the Patreon. The Patreon, you get the one thing I've come up with on the fly in the entire history of the episode. But <laughs> ah, all right, that's it for for Boardwalk. The and... most the most adolescent jokes possible, only in the director's cut. Yeah, that's what people want. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys again for listening, and and, and sorry for the delay in podcasts. And nobody we'll cares. We don't need to apologize. I I went out there and I said that Vinny and Big Joe have the number one. Atlantic City podcast, but we'll see what happens after after Vinny has his daughter. You know, we'll see if that takes its toll on him as it did with us. <laughs> uh, Brings him way downhill. <laughs> Maybe we can retake the crown yet. I don't know. Congratulations, Vinny, by the way. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all hopefully in two and not four weeks. I mean, we haven't recorded all of them. There's one that was famously... It was recorded. It was just mangled. Yeah. That was bad times. That was terrible. Uh, I live in fear of that happening again. It was the worst timeline. And then everything happened in 2020. Because we've put ourselves on this timeline. Thanks to not recording. That's really, I think, everything that's happened is our fault.